Shalom, brothers and sisters. We have a detailed lesson, a timely lesson, brothers and sisters. This lesson will be called The Road Rarely Traveled. This is going to be a lesson um, inspired by, by the Most High that uh, we pray keeps us grounded, uh, keeps us on the straight and narrow path to the kingdom of heaven. So, brothers and sisters, everybody have an opportunity to make it into the kingdom. However, uh, the reality of the situation is the path to the kingdom is seldomly chosen. Mm-hmm. So we want to go into uh, information that would keep us grounded during our walk. Because a lot of times, you know, we have struggles. You know, you've been learning for, you know, maybe a year, maybe two years. And that initial that initial um, burst that you had when you learned the truth, it's like, you know, you're really excited. It's just like a relationship, that newness. You know, you're infatuated. But after some time, right, just knowing your initial life, that gets old, <laughs> you know. So we're going to go into information that would help us stay grounded and firm and on the path to the kingdom, to paradise, to nirvana. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at 1 Peter 4 and 12. Brother. <clears throat> 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. It said, think not strange concerning the fiery trials. Because why, brothers and sisters? We will have trials. We will have hardship. We will have affliction. But we must persevere without trepidation. Because a lot of times people say, well, I came into the truth and I'm still being attacked. The Bible tells you that that'll happen, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. It's to try you, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. The Most High is trying to try you to see, will you fall and run back to Satan? Or will you stand with him and fight? In righteousness, in truth, in love. So you will be tried, brothers and sisters, each and every one of us. Your your trial may be different from another brother's or another sister's trial. But understand, it's the Most High testing you, not tempting you, testing you. So he can say, my child, my son, or my daughter withstood the onslaught and still was righteous. Continue, brother. Verse 13. But rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Right. So, though we may suffer, we will have reward. We'll also receive that reward with our big brother Christ. Christ suffered. Remember that. Christ suffered, brothers and sisters. He had betrayal. He had people calling him the devil. Christ didn't have a home, brothers and sisters. Remember, he told the disciples, go get the lamb for the Passover, therefore they could celebrate the Passover at another man's house. Christ didn't even have a home, brothers and sisters. And we know that Christ, he was more righteous than anybody. You think that he couldn't have a home? He stayed in the spirit of humility, brothers and sisters. And he didn't allow his substance to deter him or prohibit him from the path. Today we're going into the path, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 24, brother. Matthew 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, 
For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve money and the Most High, brothers and sisters. Either you're going to follow the Most High or you're not. If you're not following the Most High, by default, you're following Satan. And I know I was a person in my young age as a teenager saying, you know, I know it's right, but I just need to, you know, I need to stay in the dark so I can do this right now and then I'll come back. By default, you're following Satan. By default, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Brothers and sisters, Satan understands that substance is a point of control. That's why he he have a slave. What do we mean slave? Each and every one of us slave every day for these corporate companies for what? Food, shelter, and raiment. So you can't say it's not important because that's the reason why we all work. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Right, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 26. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Right. So where do the birds work at? That's what this is saying. Do the birds work? But yet they they have a place to stay. They have food to eat. They're not, I've never seen a malnourished bird. <laughs> but for some reason, our people, you know, we you and I know plenty of brothers who and sisters who use I need to feed my family as a cover mm-hmm. to sin. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm you know I'm swinging down a pole because I need to feed my family, or I'm selling drugs to my own people because I need to feed my family. When the Bible says. You focus on Christ. Don't focus on any of that other stuff. Remember when Peter was walking on the water. As he looked at Christ, he was fine. As soon as he looked away, he started to sink. So we got to keep our eye on the prize, brothers and sisters. And don't look at all of these other uh, material things. Don't be self-absorbed with these things, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Right. Continue, brother. Verse 29. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So Solomon was known for having the, the, the most fashionable garments, brothers and sisters. But the Most High is saying he dressed up the lilies. He dressed up the flowers just to burn them up in the sun. They don't have to worry about anything. Brothers and sisters, we just need to have faith. That's it. That's all we need. Continue, brother. Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so cloth the grass of the field, which day it, which day is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more cloth you, or ye of little, O ye of little faith? Right. So are you not greater than a dandelion, or a lily, or a raven? If the Most High can provide for them, he will provide for you also, brothers and sisters. You just have to focus on him. You focus on him, he's going to give you everything that you want. It won't be in your time, though. It'll be in his time. Continue, brother. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? 
For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Read that again, brother. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. So that's the Gentile way of thinking, brothers and sisters. About, you know, where I'm going to live. You know, how many rooms I need to have. I need to be successful and have three, four cars. See, I need to have that refrigerator with the, the, the silver refrigerator. I need that refrigerator. <laughs> Did you see that refrigerator? <laughs> see? Oh, you know. <laughs> they talk about the additions on their home. I got the wraparound balcony. See, all of that is what the Gentiles seek out their brothers and sisters. We have to seek on something spiritual, something inside, brothers and sisters. And we're not saying it's a sin to have nice things, but you can't focus on that. Because if you focus on that, you're going off the path. Because the path is not to you having a nice car. The Most High will give you the nice car. He'll give you everything your heart desire if you can follow him. That's it. Continue, brother. Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Read that again, brother. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. See, and that's the trick that the world will never teach you. They teach you, you must work hard and work all these substantial hours in order to receive success. When really, that's a trick. Because the Most High said, if you just do what He said do, you'll get that by default. You'll get that by default. You don't need to go into flip doing acrobatics. The Most High will give it to you, see? And that was the trick of Satan. To have you slave until you 60, 70 years old, each and every day, trying to obtain something that the Most High could have gave you in a year. That's a trick, brothers and sisters. Uh, read the last one, brother, please. Verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Right, brothers and sisters. The Most High is saying that there's enough issues in the day. We don't need to, you know, worry about way down there. Well, you know, in 20 years, I want to do this. In 10 years, I want to have this and have that. Your, your soul may be required tonight. So we have to, it's enough issues in today, brothers and sisters. There's enough. It's innumerable. So if you just conquer one day at a time, if you can just conquer one day, then your plan or the most highest plan will come together like a puzzle. You just have to conquer one day at a time. Because if you look too far, you may miss over what's special today. You may miss over what the Most High need, you know, you to have your attention on today, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying don't plan for the future. Understand, you know, you can make certain plans, but you you don't need to work towards that. Because why? The Most High will blow it down like a deck of cards, like a stack of cards. So it would, it would be best, it would, it would behoove us all. To just follow what the Most High is saying, let him lead us where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do, what he wants us to buy, who he wants us to be with, be around. Because, you know, our people, not just our people, Gentiles too, when we take things into our own hands, it always fails. It always fails. Let's move forward, brother. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apographer, chapter 2, verse uh, 1 through 9. Ecclesiasticus 2, verse 1. My son, if thou come to serve the Most High, prepare thy soul for temptation. See? So if you come to serve the Most High, realize that things, there will be fiery trials. There will be temptation. Satan will try and tempt you, brothers and sisters. He will provide you, especially now that you have truth. 
the most high going to, I mean, Satan is going to make a plethora of ways for you to make money. He's going to, he's going to give you a, a plethora of ways that you can make money because why? He's trying to get you back. He's trying to get you back. And usually you can provide somebody with a certain, um, certain insight or certain obligations where they're able to make money. May not be doing the right thing. It'll take you away from the most high, have you working on holy days and all types of things. He will present, he will, Satan will present an opportunity for you to make a lot of money doing the wrong thing, the same way he did with Christ. So, brothers and sisters, realize now that you have knowledge, Satan's going to send a bunch of temptations at you because he wants you back. Continue, brother. Verse 2 Set thy heart aright. And constantly endure, and make not haste in the time of trouble. Cleave unto him. Constantly endure, brothers and sisters. See, we must constantly endure. Satan is always on the prowl, brothers and sisters. And we gotta be ready. We gotta be prayed up. We gotta be doing the right thing. So when something do happen, you got all that credit. Because you've been doing the right thing the whole time. You didn't just try to start when something fell down. That's how the most high can trust us. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2, set thy heart aright and constantly endure and make not haste in the time of trouble. Make not haste in the time of trouble. That means when something go wrong, don't be quick to run back to Satan. See, because a lot of our people, myself included, when I was young, I would pray to the Most High because I needed deliverance from a certain circumstance. And, you know, as I continued to be righteous, if something went wrong, I would go back and say, well, if, you know. If I've been following all these laws and rules for nothing, I might as well go do what I want to do. If it's if it's still going to turn out bad for me. That's what a lot of our people do. When something bad go wrong, even when you're being righteous, we'll say, you know what? I might as well just go do what I was doing anyway then. Because I could have got, you know, I could have got this being, you know, being a sinner. So don't be quick to run back. Because why? If you're if you're true, if you're honest, if you're not, you know, if you're not a hypocrite, then something bad happening to you or something that may be unfavorable or unpopular won't change you back to the man or woman you used to be. If you're, you're saying, you're telling people, you know, you should follow the most high, not eat certain things, not do certain things, not be a fornicator or a slanderer. And then as soon as something happens to you, you become that. You become a slanderer now. Now you're, you're angry. You're a cusser now. You can't turn back into that person, brothers and sisters. And a lot of times you can see somebody who they look there, they act nice from the onset, but underneath you you see that if you say anything that's wrong that they don't agree with, it's going to turn into somebody completely different because they're not really changed. They're just covering and protecting that. So brothers and sisters, don't allow Satan to entice you into becoming that old person. Continue, brother. Verse three, cleave unto him and depart not away. That thou mayest be increased at thy last end. See, when time of trouble come, cleave to the Most High. You go closer to the Most High. You do more work for the Most High when something go wrong. Continue, brother. Verse 4. Whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully, and be patient when thou art changed to a low estate. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. Whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully. And be patient when thou art changed to a lower state. Brothers and sisters, when adversity comes, you should be cheerful about it. You should know because why? It's only coming towards you because you're following the most high. 
If you're not being attacked, that's because you're not doing something. You're not following the Most High. Because anybody who follow Christ will be persecuted. Scriptures tell you that, brothers and sisters. Don't allow your circumstances to prohibit you from embarking on that path into the kingdom. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. Whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully. And be patient when thou art changed to a lower state. So you may be changed to a lower state. Whether that be financially, in a relationship, you know, all of the all of these ways that the most high could bring you to a lower state because it's to humble you, brothers and sisters. And also he may need he may have somebody in a lower state that he needs you to reach. And you may not be able to reach him if you up here. So he'll bring you down. And when he needs you to reach somebody of higher state, then he'll take you up. He'll take you up, brothers and sisters. But if that time come where, you know, Maybe financially, you, you know, financially, you're questioning yourself with things. You can't see how things are going to happen or school or your job. Maybe even when you're changed to a lower state, take it cheerful. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four. Whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully and be patient when thou art changed to a lower state. Right. So we must be a model of consistency, brothers and sisters. When things are going right or when they're going wrong, we must be the quintessential representation of Christ. We must be. Don't allow your circumstances to change who you are. Continue, brother. Verse 5. For gold is tried in fire, an acceptable man in the furnace of adversity. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. For gold is tried in the fire. Gold is tried in the fire. See, you're being tried, the fiery trial. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know what gold looks like in its base state. Some people must be educated. A lot of our people. There's nothing wrong with going through a fiery trial, brothers and sisters, as long as you prove yourself. When I'm attacked, I'm not going to say I love being attacked, but I know it motivates me even more. When somebody tries to attack me, whether it be somebody in the church or a believer or a non-believer, that makes me do more work. When somebody try to discredit me, I go do double the work. That's how you should be, brothers and sisters. Take it head on. Take it head on. Improve yourself to the Most High. Because why? We know that we're only being attacked because we're following the Most High. Because when we were in the world, none of this stuff would happen. None of this stuff would happen. If you were of the world, the world would love you. Continue, brother, please. Verse 5. For gold is tried in the fire. An acceptable man in the furnace of adversity. Believe in him, and he will help thee. Order thy order thy way aright, and trust in him. Ye that fear the Most High, wait for his mercy. Wait for his mercy, brothers and sisters. Because why? There will be fiery trials. You must be patient. You must be patient. Don't run back to Satan. Don't run back. Don't compromise yourself, because the Most High will never forget. And those who are around you, who you are trying to... Uh, you know, lead in a positive direction, they'll never forget. If something go wrong with you and then you totally flip who you was and what you were saying and who you were, you know, who you were promoting yourself to be, then that may cause that person not to come into the truth. Because it only took for one thing to be pulled from underneath you for you turned into somebody else and was a negative Nancy. Continue, brother. Verse 8. Ye that fear the Most High, believe him, and your reward shall not fail. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. Ye that fear the Most High, believe him, and your reward shall not fail. Your reward shall not fail, brothers and sisters. 
you may not be able to see it now, but by having the faith that the Bible is true, you know that it's coming, even if you don't see it. I know it's coming somewhere. I can't see. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's invisible, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming because the Bible said so. And we know the Bible's not a lie. So what do you do when you're in these situations, brothers and sisters, on your path? How do you stay on the path, brothers and sisters? We're going to show you. We're going to Isaiah 34 and 16 to show you. How do we maintain, brothers and sisters? Isaiah 34 and 16. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of the Most High and read. No one of these shall fail. Seek ye out of the book of the Most High. This is the book, brothers and sisters. Don't go into any other record. Go into this book. The Most High wouldn't tell you. He wouldn't be in the. He wouldn't use the Bible to lead you to another book. That that won't happen. This is the book, brothers and sisters. When you're being attacked, when you're frustrated, when you're brought to a lower state, to stay on the path and maintain, you have to go into this book. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse sixteen. Seek ye out of the book of the Most High and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded. It says none shall want her mate. Which means you can't make this book with the Gita. You can't make this book with the Egyptian book of the day. Or the Quran. No. This book stands alone brothers and sisters. You're doing a disservice to the book. And you're disrespecting the Most High. And it's perfect work by trying to make this record. With another record. When there's plenty in this book. You don't need to. You don't need to. Uh, try to go into these other records. You Get the Bible down first. Just stick with the Bible. There's so much in the Bible. Even things I don't know. Let's stick with the Bible. And get the foundation down first. Brothers and sisters. This is how you. You know. This is to keep us on the straight and narrow. Read that one more time brother. Verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of the most high. And read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate, for my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered, gathered them. Right, so this is, listen brothers and sisters, this is the instruction. This is the instruction that we should go into in regards to a virtuous life. This is the book, brothers and sisters. This book keeps us on the straight and narrow. Uh, let's go to Joshua 1 and 8, brother. Right after Deuteronomy. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Right. We needed to go here because it said seek ye out of the book. We need to show you what book. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. This book. The Bible. This is the book, brothers and sisters. Continue. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. When it says meditate, that just means to think thereon. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Read that part again. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Then you'll have success. See? If you follow this book, you will be successful. Successful according to the Most High. Not worldly possessions, brothers and sisters. Because worldly possessions can be taken. It can be destroyed. It can wash away. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8, this book of the law shalt not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, 
And then thou shalt have good success. Right. So if you want a rewarding life, brothers and sisters, you must comprehend and utilize the Bible. True success comes from meditating on Scripture. Let's show you what book Christ went into. Let's go to Luke 4 and 16. What, what book did Christ go into? Did he go into the Quran? Well, the Quran didn't exist at that time, but, but you understand. There was books <laughs> out there that existed that Christ didn't go into those records. We're going to show you the records that Christ used. Continue, brother. Luke 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue of the, on the Sabbath day and stood up for, for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Right. So he went and asked for the scroll of Isaiah because it wasn't compiled like this. It was on a it was on a scroll, brothers and sisters. So you would come ask for the scroll and then he would read. it. This is in the New Testament. This wasn't just Old Testament, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the most high is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the most high. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. To prove to you that Christ went into the Bible. He didn't go into any other record. He went straight into the Tanakh. So Christ taught out of this record. This is the book, brothers and sisters, that will keep you on the straight and narrow. Let's go to Isaiah so we can go and show you. He said he went to Isaiah. We're going to go there to Isaiah 8 and 20. Because why? There was no New Testament, brothers and sisters. So he didn't go ask for Matthew, Mark, and Luke. That didn't exist at that time, brothers and sisters. The gospel wasn't out maybe 200 years after Christ. So there was only an Old, there was only an old Testament. Excuse me, brothers. Isaiah 8, verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word... It is because there is no light in them. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So if anybody come with any other book outside of this book, you can dismiss it as deception. That's what this is saying, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Right. Because why? A lot of people, they'll come in the spirit of meekness. With really, they're raven and wolf. They're, they're, they're wolf in sheep's clothing. They'll come respectfully and humbly. And sometimes they'll even say, they'll, you know, they'll, uh, they'll give you all types of compliments. Like, yeah, brother, you deep, brother. You broke that down. Sister, you always come with that deep knowledge. Now take a look at this. And take a look at this. And take a look at this. See? This is what will happen, brothers and sisters. So if somebody come with something outside of this record, dismiss it as deception. God, I didn't say that. The Bible said that, brothers and sisters. Right. The Bible said that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 8 and 1, brother. <clears throat> 1 
1 Corinthians 8, verse 1. Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Have knowledge. knowledge puffed up, but charity edifies. It says we all have knowledge. So... It's talking about we all have knowledge of the idols. You know about Buddha. You know about Yahweh and Baal. We knew about that, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. Verse 1. Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffed up, but charity edified. Right. So as we receive knowledge, the knowledge of truth, the truth of knowledge, sometimes we get disturbed. We all have knowledge of idols worshipped by the nations. But what? Sometimes... People having that knowledge will use that knowledge to attack people instead of coming with humility. For example, we all don't celebrate Christmas, but some people will not celebrate Christmas and start to attack their family now and treat them, you know, treat them disrespectfully because they don't have the understanding that you have or that I have. Read that one more time, brother. Verse one. Now, as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge, knowledge puffed up. But charity edifies. Right. So sometimes knowledge can lead us to be pompous or pretentious. Right? Because why? Everybody don't have all the knowledge. There was a time where you didn't have all the knowledge. And the Most High was patient patient with you. But sometimes with our friends and family, because they don't have the understanding of when a new year is or what about Easter, we'll start to attack them. We'll start to be judgmental. And that's against the Bible. Charity. Brothers, brothers and sisters, edify Charity. Read that one more time, brother. One and two. Verse one. Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if any man think he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Right. That's, that's crystal clear, brothers and sisters, because why? Some people, they'll learn a few precepts and scriptures and about slave ships, and then they think they know everything. None of us know everything, brothers and sisters. None of us. Not even close to it. Not even close. And if you stay in that spirit of humility, then that is righteous. That's what's righteous, brothers and sisters, because you understand you don't know everything. Therefore, you'll have patience with others that may not see things the way you see it currently, which is okay. Brothers and sisters, you must be able to, you know, live life. You have a lot of knowledge that, you know, okay. But you can't go around attacking each and every person because they don't see things the way you see it. You can't. You have to be able to live life. You have to have relationships when the Bible's closed, brothers and sisters. You have to. You can't offend everybody and correct everybody because they don't have knowledge yet. But this is what comes. So we're bringing this up because this is how you stay on the path, brothers and sisters. Because if you don't stay in the spirit of humility and charity, you're going to go off the path. You're going to go off the path, brothers and sisters, and it's straight and narrow. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. Just a few chapters over. We're going to read 1 through 5, brother. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Now, the question is, will knowledge, it said we have knowledge, will knowledge alone get us into the kingdom of heaven? That's the question. Will the knowledge alone get us in since we know who the Edomites are and the Israelites and, you know, about Purim and Passover? Will that get you into the kingdom of heaven? 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Right. If you have if you have no charity, then you become a barbarian, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy 
and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So Paul was saying, yeah, I have these gifts, but without charity, none of this means anything. None of this, no matter how many scriptures I can break down or heal somebody or and none of that matters if I don't have charity, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Right. Charity, brothers and sisters. We have to be humble. We must stay in humility. That's how you stay on the path, brothers and sisters. This is a straightaway a way to stay on the path. It's charity. Dealing charity, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Read, Char- read that again, brother. Verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. See, brothers and sisters, so charity is not envious. We have a lot of brothers and sisters who are envious because maybe somebody is in a position at the time where, where the most I haven't catapulted them yet. And therefore, that will lead into a, a spirit of division and anger. That happens, brothers and sisters. Maybe a sister, she sews better than another sister. And somebody will be envious over that. Or she cooks for all of the holy days and a sister will be envious or brother may be, you know, dealing in, you know, some manner for the church. And people may have a problem with that. And while you're being envious of someone else's gift, you're missing your own purpose. Mm-hmm. So charity is not being envious, brothers and sisters. Each and every person have a purpose. Each and every person have a gift that the Most High wants you to utilize. What we must do is find your gift that the Most High gave you and bring it to the body and help build. That's what we need from everybody. That's what we need, brothers and sisters. What is your gift? How can the church help you facilitate that gift? Continue, brother. Verse 5. Do not behave, doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. So, brothers and sisters, if you don't have charity, you don't, (laughs) you won't last long in this work, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. Doth not behave itself unseemly, unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. Easily provoked, brothers and sisters, you cannot have thin skin. You cannot be easily rattled. Why? Because you're going to have people who are looking to antagonize you, to discredit you, to attack you. You're going to have it, brothers and sisters, and a lot of times it'll be those who you've been around. Judas was at the table, brothers and sisters. You cannot be easily provoked because why? Satan will send somebody to entice you. And even though you may not fall off the path, if you swerve, you're not on the path. You cannot be easily provoked, brothers and sisters. I've had people personally attack me, people I don't even know. People I know, too, attack me, attack the work, call me all types of names, discredit me. And you know what? I'm not going to go back and forth with anybody. If you don't agree or somebody don't agree with you, then what they should do is go somewhere where they can find somebody to agree with. That's what you should do. Because we don't have time. We all must do the work, brothers and sisters. 
You cannot be easily provoked because why? Certain people, they want to just put stuff out there and then they just sit back and look to see if you get angry. They putting it out there just to show before everybody. Look, see, that's all it took. That's all it took. So you cannot be provoked, brothers and sisters. You cannot be easily provoked in order to do the work, because if you're easily provoked or rattled, you'll be taken off of the path, brothers and sisters. Let's show you. Go to Galatians 2, brother. This is how we stay on the path, brothers and sisters. Galatians chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 5 and and 6, brother. Galatians 2, verse 5. To whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But of these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me. God accepted no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. See, so those who are against you, Paul said, you add nothing to me. You don't add anything to me. Your opinion, you attacking me, attacking the work. That don't add anything to me. It don't take anything away from me. Because why? Christ built me up. The Most High built me up. Regardless whether you agree with something or not. doesn't even It doesn't bother me at all. Read that one more time, that last part, brother. Verse 6. But of these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me. God accepted no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. See, and once you realize that uh, somebody who's an antagonist, somebody who's against you, a foe, nothing that they do should affect you, brothers and sisters, or the work that you're doing for Christ. Because if they know that it can affect you, they're going to put it out there because they want you to slow down the work. You cannot slow down, brothers and sisters. You must always be composed. You must always be composed, brothers and sisters. Self-assurance is needed to complete the work. You must know that what you're bringing and what you're doing is right in the eyes of the Most High. Therefore, no matter what anybody says or how they want to discredit you or attack you, you know, it doesn't bother you because you know you're doing the work of Christ. You're doing the work of the Most High, whether somebody like it or not. Because a lot of people who don't follow the Bible at all will attack you and then try to teach you, oh, no, no, that scripture really means this. You wasn't following the Bible at all. Now, all of a sudden, that a sister want to share or a brother want to share something with somebody, all of a sudden, now you want to come in and, 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 and teach what scriptures mean? People were not even worried about it. They weren't worried about directing their brothers and sisters in the right manner until somebody else came in and did it. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, hold on. Can I say something on there? Can I put something on there? You wasn't, you, you wasn't even thinking about it, brother. You wasn't even thinking about it, sister. So we must know your know your purpose, brothers and sisters. Your purpose is not to go back and forth with somebody who don't agree with you. You must be composed and do the work, because Satan is looking to sway you. We, you know, if you are focused on somebody who's a foe, then you're spending less time accomplishing the work and more time focusing on the foe. So we, you know, don't go there, brothers and sisters. Do not be easily provoked. Let it go in one ear and one out the other. If somebody don't agree, that that's fine. That's fine, but I'm going to do the work, and you you don't agree over there. <laughs> do not allow anybody to deter you, brothers and sisters. Irregardless, if you know what you're doing is right and true, don't allow somebody to make you feel uh, like they're chumping you, because that's what they'll do. That's how I got attacked mostly. People would, they would, brothers and sisters would learn, they would go teach their families and their friends, and their families would say, well, yeah, who are you learning from? Who, who's she learning from? 
Well, you know, he he been learning online. See, that's the first thing they say. He been learning online, right? They're trying to chump you because they want you to feel like if you're learning from a man, right? As if every man didn't learn from a man. So what they'll do is because they can't attack what you're saying out of your mouth, because what you're saying is doctrinally sound, they'll look to attack the person. Once they, once everything you say is proven to be true, then they won't even go into the scriptures no more. They'll look to attack you personally or whoever you're learning from. That's what's going to happen, brothers and sisters, because why? There's no holes in the doctrine of Christ. You can't find a hole in the doctrine of Christ. And that makes people mad. So you cannot be easily provoked, brothers and sisters. Uh, let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. We must stay on the path. We must stay on the path, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9 Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry Read that again Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry For anger rested in the bosom of fools Right brothers and sisters So we must be temperate Why? Because there's going to come naysayers That's looking to scrutinize you And see that the thing about it though is If you had no work They couldn't scrutinize it So I, I told brothers and sisters before if we didn't do the work, there would be nothing for you to come into and scrutinize it. Because you can't scrutinize if there's no work. Mm-hmm. So the fact that somebody would be trying to attack you or scrutinize you shows that you have works. It's easy to have no works and then to come into something, you know, that's established where brothers and sisters are working together, doing charity, teaching, and then point out everything you, you don't like. But you have no fruit yourself. Right. That's easy, brothers and sisters. So the way you all talk to each other, the way you treat each other, the things that you teach your friends and family, that's your works, brothers and sisters. And a lot of people are not going to like that. They're not going to like that. So they're going to attack. They're going to scrutinize you. You must stay on the path, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ephesians 6 and 11. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Because these are the tricks that Satan will use. If you go back and forth with a fool, then those who were actually looking at you for guidance will see that. And while you're going back and forth bickering, they've walked off. Because why? People's attention span is short. So if you give your time to a fool, then they go somewhere else and, and, and either learn something else or put it down altogether. Because they're not going to wait on you to bicker with somebody. Right. They're here to learn. So, brothers and sisters, focus on those who want to hear what you have to say. Those who don't, who don't agree with how you dress and how long your, your clothes are and your hair wrap. Listen, that's fine. That's fine. There's a, there's a plethora of people out there who want the truth, brothers and sisters. Just focus on those people. Don't focus on anybody who, who don't agree. Uh, read verse 11, brother. Ephesians please. 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Read that again, brother. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Right. See, the devil have wiles. He have tricks. And he know how to push people, certain people's buttons. If you're a person that have a struggle with your anger, he's going to push that button. Because he know that there's, there's people around you who look up to you. And if he push certain buttons, that will have them view you in a, an unpleasant manner. Because they, they, they saw you out of your character, brothers and sisters. So you cannot attack anybody, even if they're attacking you. 
Let it go, brothers and sisters, and just teach the truth. Because why? You teaching the truth, it's going to cut them every time. If they don't agree with the Bible, every time you bring up a scripture, it's going to cut them deep. Deeper than you saying something with your mouth because it's hitting them right in the heart. Because that's what the scriptures do. They cut you deep when you're not following the most high. So only thing you have to do, don't defend yourself. Just teach the truth. That's all you have to do, brothers and sisters. Be righteous. Teach what's true. You don't even have to address anything else. Because why? If somebody come up with 10 different things they need you to address, you've addressed those 10 things and haven't been doing the work. If somebody's against you, let them be against you and you continue to do your work. Whatever your work is, whether it's charity, whether it's, you know, teaching the Sunday, uh, not Sunday school, but you understand. Kids, <laughs> children's school. A lot of the sisters are better teachers. Uh, they have, you know, they have patience and compassion and long suffering. So a lot of the children will actually learn through the women. So they have they have responsibility also. Stay on the path, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. Because why? Satan will send people. He'll send anywhere there's truth. Satan will send some confusion there. He will send confusion there because there's truth everywhere. Even where Christ was with his 12. He sent the he sent the the naysayer. So, brothers and sisters, we must uh, understand that if somebody's looking to attack you or discredit you, that's Satan. He's just trying to ruffle your feathers to get you out of your rhythm. We all know what that is. When you're in the rhythm, you're doing something, whatever it is, whether shooting a basket or working out, and then you have to stop and you get out your rhythm. It's like you started overall. You had to start all the way over. So Satan is just looking. He may not knock you off the road. He just want to swerve you. That's all. They know. A lot of people know they're not going to shake your faith. But they want to slow you down. Yeah. They want to slow you down. Because if you swerve here, you slowing down. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. That's all they want, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 10. <clears throat> Matthew 5, verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Read that again, brother. <laughs> Verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revel you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. See, brothers and sisters, you're blessed when that happens. You're blessed. When people come against you and try to antagonize you and discredit you and make you seem like you're dealing foolishly, you're blessed. Because why? Christ was persecuted for you. And a lot of times, brothers and sisters, it's going to be that Satan will use who you love most or what you love most, whether it's a person or a job or a car. That's what's going to be affected. Because why? The Most High loved his son and he sent his son. See, So the same things that you love will be tested because the Most High loved his son that he sent to die. Continue, brother. Verse 12. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. See? So you being persecuted, people saying you're in a cult and all of this madness, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be blessed for that. You're going to be blessed, brothers and sisters. So, you know, we must stay on the straight and narrow, brothers and sisters. 
sometimes, you know, we stray off the path because we become overbearing or tyrannical or oppressive. So, brothers and sisters, we have to draw back on that because knowledge can puff you up. But no matter how much knowledge you have, if somebody don't want to be around you, how can you how can you share it with anybody? So these are the wiles of the devil, brothers and sisters. You can be puffed up. Somebody could send a snare towards you, a trap, whether it be one of your friends or your family members who look to antagonize you and pull you out of who you've become, your new man, your new woman. These are all wiles of the devil that will incur, brothers and sisters, on this path. It will. Remember, the Bible said the fiery trials. These are the fiery trials, brothers and sisters. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 9. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. First Corinthians 13, verse 9. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Right. Read that again, brother. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Continue. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Right. To prove you that what we teach is only in part. We don't have all the knowledge of the most high. This is even Paul saying this. We teach in part. We don't have all the knowledge. So how can a brother or sister attack another brother or sister because they don't have all the knowledge when you don't have all the knowledge? <laughs> That's what he's saying. I don't have all the knowledge. So how can we attack a brother or sister for not having knowledge? What if the Most High did that to you? What if he started testing you and, and you know on things you have no knowledge of? We're going to show you. We're going to show you. Go to uh, Galatians 6 and 3, brother. Galatians 6 verse 3 For if a man think himself to be something When he is nothing He deceiveth himself See and that's a lot of times Even elders And people who are looked at as teachers Have this problem They're human too sometimes Sometimes they'll have this problem Brothers and sisters And you, and you can tell They're puffed up because they know something You have to be in the spirit of humility Brothers and sisters That's the spirit of love And that's what attracts people to you Because you have a substantial amount of knowledge, but you treat everybody equally. You don't treat people like you're better than them or you're smarter than them when you have the knowledge. That's what's going to draw people to you, brothers and sisters. Not you trying to be a thesaurus. <laughs> trying to be deep. That's not it, brothers and sisters. Just be somebody who, you know, who's enjoyable to be around. And then that will facilitate you being able to share, brothers and sisters. Job 11 and 7. Job 11, verse 7. Canst thou be searching, find out God? Excuse me. Canst thou by searching, find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? Right. Can you find out everything in regards to the Most High? Exactly. Continue, brother. Verse 8. It is as high as heaven. When canst thou do? Deeper than hell. What canst thou know? Right. The knowledge of the Most High is deeper than hell. It's higher than heaven. What can you do in regards to the Most High's mysteries? Continue, brother. Verse 9. The measure thereof is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. See? 
So the Most High's knowledge couldn't even fit within the earth. So there's a plethora of things you don't know that the Most High knows. So how can you let that that knowledge that you have that another brother don't have yet or sister have puff you up? What if the Most High started doing that to you? Treating you, you know, any type of way because you didn't have all the knowledge. When there's more knowledge that can fit in the earth, can fit in the sea. Read, read uh, seven, and, 7, 8, and 9 again, brother, please. Verse 7. Canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? It is as high as heaven. What canst thou do? And deeper than hell. What canst thou know? The measure thereof is longer than the earth. And broader than the sea. See? So we can't get puffed up, brothers and sisters, because we know about Christmas, Jeremiah 10. And we know about the Passover. Because that's the spirit that usually takes us over. We have the knowledge, but we don't know how to present it. We don't know how to treat each other. We think that we need to correct everybody on everything. You're swearing off the path. Now you've become the law police. You're not even on the path anymore. You just want to be the police and tell everybody what they're doing that's right and wrong. Mm. And that they should do view things exactly how you view. Mm. That's not the path, brothers and sisters. Mm. The Bible was given so you can examine yourself. It wasn't for you to <laughs> go to another brother and sister and say, Well, yeah, sister, you know you should be doing this. Or you know you should be doing this, brother. That's not why the Bible was given, brothers and sisters. It was given so you can self, so you can examine yeah. yourself and apply it. To use it for application. Mm-hmm. Only Israel would use the Bible. <laughs> to try to become. You know. Controllers over people. That's not why we have it brothers and sisters. We have it for ourselves. That's why we have it. Now we're not saying you can't reprove somebody. But that's not why you got it. That's not why you got it. You got it to for yourself. Because why? The best teacher is your behavior. Most people are going to just learn by what you're doing, not even what you're saying, just by what you're doing, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Job 26 and 14, just a few chapters over, in regards to how much knowledge the Most High has. 26, excuse me, and 14. Job 26, verse 14. Lo, these are parts of his ways. But how little a portion is heard of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? See, that's, this is just a small increment of the Most High's knowledge. That's what this is saying. This is just part of what he knows. This is just part, brothers and sisters. How little a portion is heard of him. So the knowledge that's even in the Bible is not the complete knowledge that the Most High have. Because some things are for him to know and not for you. It would Your mind would explode if you... If you try to, you know, ponder on some of the information, some of the knowledge of the Most High. And it's important that we bring this up because why? Our people, usually, once they get into some truth and know a couple precepts, they start trying to attack people and be judgmental. They become pompous. And the Most High is saying, what if I did that same thing to you when you don't have a scintilla of the knowledge that I have? How can you do that? And see, when you think like that, that'll keep you humble, brothers and sisters. That'll keep you in humility. Right? Brother, I want you to, if you can, brother, if you can read Job 26 and 14 one more time, please. Job 26, verse 14. Lo, these are parts of his ways, but how little a portion is heard of him. 
but the thunder of his power, who can understand? Who can understand, brothers and sisters? Let's go to Psalms 40 and 5. Psalms chapter 40, verse 5. We must stay on the path, brothers and sisters. This path is seldomly chosen. This is the path less traveled. Psalms 40, verse 5. Many, O Heavenly Father, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to, to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in, uh, in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. His knowledge can't even be numbered, brothers and sisters. The knowledge can't even be contained in the world. There's that much knowledge that we don't have. So we can't come against a brother or sister because they don't have knowledge of certain things. When you don't have the knowledge of certain things, I don't have the knowledge of certain things. It's for self-examination. Not to try to, uh, you know, be a browbeat people into doing what you think they should do. It's not how it works, brothers and sisters. You're going off the path if you're doing that. Let's go to 1 Timothy, brother, 1. New Testament, brothers and sisters. We're going to read 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read 5, verse, uh, excuse me, verse 5 through 11. 1 Timothy 1, verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience. And of faith unfeigned. Right. Charity out of a good heart. Why? Because some people are doing charity so they can be viewed in a certain manner. See? That comes too. The intent. The intent is you'll do something, but it's really so you can be viewed on this level. You didn't really do it out of the goodness of your heart. You wanted people just to see it from the outside and say, yeah, he did that or she did that. When really in, inside, you did it for vain glory. Your, your intent will be shown, brothers and sisters. It will be shown. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside into vain jangling. See, swerve, if you swerve off the path, when it says vain jangling, that the definition of that is random talk. That's what vain jangling is. Random talk. You just... Random. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor whereof they affirm. Right. So a lot of people, especially young brothers, when they learn a couple of things, they think that now they should be a teacher. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing is, you must learn first. You know, uh, you would do yourself a disservice by trying to be a teacher before the Most High puts you in that position. Mm -hmm. You're going to do yourself a disservice. I mean, personally, myself... I've learned under a plethora of teachers and I wrote down everything they said, each and every scripture and exactly how they said it, because that's how you learn. You humble yourself. And then when your opportunity come, it's your opportunity. But brothers and sisters, don't try to, you know, don't don't go there if that's not where the most high wants you at right now, brothers and sisters. To become a professional, you must practice. You don't just go straight to the game. You must practice and learn. That's how, brothers and sisters. Then the Most High will put you in that position. You won't have to say, yeah, I'm a teacher and I should do this. The Most High will provide you with the people that's willing to receive what you have. But he's only going to send them to you if he know he can trust you. If he know he can trust you to give the right information, he'll send them right to you. If he can trust you to still be humble and stay in humility, he will send you somebody. It may only be one person, but hey, 
one person is a lie. If you can help facilitate one person coming into the kingdom, that's amazing. That's sensational. That is excellent, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 6. From which some, having swerved, have turned aside into vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Read that again, brother. Verse 8. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. See, the law is good if a man use it lawfully to show you that it is a way it can be used unlawfully. By trying to be over somebody or control somebody or correct somebody every time they do something. So really, you don't want them to follow the most high. You want them to follow you. And when really, it shouldn't be like that. The most high should convict their heart. The most high should convict their heart. And then they say, you know what? I think I need to stop doing that. The most high, Christ, will convict their heart. You don't need to come to a brother and say, yeah, brother, um, I noticed that you was doing this and doing that and doing this. Or sister, yeah, I noticed you was talking like this. Like, you know, that's not, that's not your place. In fact, you're probably about to lose a relationship now. Because that's not your place. Your place is to help us uh, bring them closer to Christ. And Christ will tell them what they need to stop doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we should do, brothers and sisters. Our knowledge itself will not get us into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. We're no better than anyone else because we have more understanding. And see, the Pharisees, they couldn't understand that. Because they knew the law, but they weren't using it lawfully. They were using it oppressive. Because why? If I can show you what you're doing wrong, then, you know, by default, I'm over you. Because I know what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. See? These are the same tricks that our people was using back then. Continue, brother. <clears throat> Verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane. For murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers. See, so the law wasn't made for the righteous man. It was made for the unrighteous. Because why? We wouldn't have known what we was doing was wrong until we learned it in the law, brothers and sisters. So if you're righteous, you don't need the law because you're already righteous. But none of us are righteous. We are striving to be like Christ. That's why we need this book so we can examine it and screen ourselves. Each sister, each brother, each child, each parent. To screen yourself through the Bible. Continue, brother. Verse 10. For, ho- for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for pre- prejured persons. And if, they, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to, to my trust. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. That is crystal clear. Now... The next, the next statement that we want to make is, um, is being Israel, is that going to get you into the kingdom? Is that the path? Just knowing you're an Israelite? No. We, it's not, brothers and sisters. Being an Israelite is not the truth. It's the truth concerning yourself. But that's not the doctrine of Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you what Christ said, John 8 and 32. Because some people think, well, just because I'm Israel... You know, I don't believe in Christ. I do what I want to do. I'm a fornicator. I got 12 wives. And because you're Israel, you're going to get in. You're sadly mistaken, young man. You're sadly mistaken. Pump your brakes, big fella. <laughs> you're sadly mistaken. 
Because see, a lot of times, Israel, once we get that knowledge of who we are, we get proud ourselves. We think we somebody now. That's that's how, that's what happens a lot of times. A, a lot of our brothers and sisters are taken in that. Now they become, they think they're over people now because they have their true heritage. And that was part of the reason why the Most High took it away from us. Because we were proud people. We were prideful. And that's not the true spirit of an Israelite. Let's go to John 8 and 32. John 8 verse 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He's talking to the Pharisees, brothers and sisters. Verse 33. They answered him. We be Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? Ye shall be made free. See, so they're dealing on a carnal level. They're like, we're children of Abraham. We've never been. We've always been free. So they're talking about a physical. They're talking about a physical freedom. So they already, they're off right there. Read it again, brother. Verse 33. They answered him. We be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? You right. shall be made free. Right. So Christ is talking about a spiritual bondage. They're thinking of shackles. They're like, we're chosen of Abraham. We're chosen. We've never been in bondage. To show you how old this was. Because we went into bondage after that. <laughs> Continue, brother. Verse 34. Christ answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. See, so now he's showing you the freedom that you'll receive. He needs to show you that you're a servant of sin if you're serving sin. Irregardless whether you're an Israelite or not. Mm-hmm. Continue, brother. Verse 35. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided for abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. Right. He said, I know you're Abraham's seed. I know. But you're seeking to kill me because you don't agree with my word. Continue, brother. Verse 38. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your, with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Christ said unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. See, to prove to you that all children of Abraham are not children of Abraham. Right. See, just because you may have the physical blood of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, your behavior can, can sever you from actually receiving the promise. So being an Israelite is not the golden ticket. We're going to prove it, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. because these were Pharisees who knew the law. To prove you that the law is not going to get you into the kingdom. Are we saying it's not important? No, no. We would never say that. The, the knowledge is important, but it's not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the most important thing. It'll help you out, of course. But the knowledge alone is not going to get you into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 40. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. See, so you're seeking to kill me, and Abraham didn't do that. So you're not a child of Abraham. You're a child of your father, the devil. Continue, brother. Verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. See, they're still dealing in a carnal spirit, brothers and sisters. They're thinking on a fleshly level. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. See, so they couldn't even comprehend what Christ is talking about. Christ is talking about a spiritual bondage. These brothers are talking about physical captivity. They can't even grasp it. 
Because why? Everybody don't have ears to hear and eyes to see. And these were Israelites, brothers and sisters. Verse 42. Christ said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of the father... Ye are of your father, the devil. Read that again, brother. Verse 44. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. See, he's talking to Israelites, brothers and sisters. This is the proof that Israelites is not a golden ticket into the kingdom, being an Israelite. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan, and hast the devil? See, so now they call him Christ a Samaritan. Why? Because we know that in Samaria was who? Gentiles. That was placed in the land except after the northern tribes left out. So now they're saying he's a Samaritan. You're a Gentile, and you got a devil. See? I'm sure we've all heard that. You in a cult. You're dealing with the devil. Right? What? You ain't celebrating Christmas? Hold on. What? Mm-hmm. See? See? And that, that's what they do. Yeah, see? That, that's, what you, that's what a cult do. It take you away from your family. It take you away from everything you know. That's what they'll say, brothers and sisters. That's what they'll say. They call Christ a devil. See? Because why? What you're dealing with, what you sisters and brothers are dealing with, is unlike anything that's out there presently in the world. When they're bowing down to a, a tree, <laughs> but they're calling you in a cult. They don't even see it, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. <clears throat> Verse 49. Christ answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That's crystal clear. Continue, brother. I want, can you read to 59? Verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. See, they said, Now we know you got a devil. <laughs> now we know you got a devil. Continue, brother. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. See, so here they go. They're thinking physically again. Mm-hmm. They like we know you you crazy because Abraham's dead and gone and you're a young man. How are you saying that you'll never see death? Because they don't know that it's a spiritual it's a spiritual death. You will always live forever if you follow the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. This carnal life, once it passes away, that's just a travel to another life. You don't die. The spirit don't die. It can't. Why? Because you're made in the image of the Most High God, and He can't die. So you either going to live forever or you're going to burn forever. Because the most high, that God particle that's in us cannot be destroyed. Cannot. So you will live, whether it's in torments 
or in <laughs> tranquility. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast the devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thy greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou, my, thou thyself? See, he's saying, so all of the prophets have died, and you're saying you're not going to die? So are you saying you're greater than Abraham? You're greater than Isaiah? You're greater than Daniel? That's what they're saying. They can't even comprehend what's going on, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 54. Christ answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. Read that again, brother. Verse 54. Christ answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. So if you're looking for vain glory, brothers and sisters, then you're off the path. If somebody give you a compliment, you, it's all praises be to the most high. I'm a servant, sister. I'm a servant, brother. I'm, that's all I am. I'm a servant. We don't need to think that we're anything greater than what we are, which is a servant. Because why? Satan will play on that. You, f Oh, yeah, you like people giving you compliments now. Now you're looking for that. See? You're off the path. You're off the path now. Continue, brother. Verse 55. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. It says Abraham rejoiced to see Christ's day. How, how did that happen? When you go into the Old Testament, brothers and sisters, the messenger of the Lord that spoke with Abraham was actually, his name, his, his name was Malaak, which was actually Christ before he was born. The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament was Christ before he was born. That's why the Bible tells you that Christ was there since the beginning. You know, John 1 and 1. Christ was the word. He was with the word in the beginning. Right. In Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. Christ was there, not in the form of Yeshua, though. He was in a different form. Malaak was Christ, the messenger of the Lord, which Abraham spoke to. Continue, brother. Verse 57. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old. And hast thou seen Abraham? See, so they don't understand. They're like, you're not even 50. How did you see Abraham? See? Continue, brother. Verse 58. Christ said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. See? Continue. Then took they up stones to cast at him. Read that again, brother. Verse 59. Then took they up stones to cast at see? him. See? So the Jews, they're looking to kill Christ now. They're looking to kill Christ because he said this. Continue, brother. But Christ hid himself. And went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Right. So Christ hid. We're almost done, brothers and sisters. We have maybe three more passages. We need to stay on the path. And we're going to give you the information through the Spirit of the Most High God in order to keep us grounded. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. and uh, Actually, let's go to Matthew 7 and 13, brother. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 Matthew 7 verse 13 Enter ye in at the straight gate For wide is the gate And broad is the way That leadeth to destruction And many there be which go in thereat Right so you must go in through the straight and narrow gate Brothers and sisters Continue brother Verse 14 
because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. See, few will find it, brothers and sisters. Few will find it. The majority of the world going to do the wrong thing. That's just how it is, brothers and sisters. So you have to stay on the path. Don't allow somebody to take you off course. Continue, brother. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. See, so beware of those who claim that they have your best interests at heart, but the spirit isn't right. The intent isn't right. See? Because an enemy can't come to you and tell you they're an enemy, can they? They can't get in. Keep your enemies closer. Isn't that what they say? Mm-hmm. See, so a lot of times they'll be right up on you. Mm-hmm. Trying to receive everything that they can use against you when the time comes. And a lot of times they won't go against you because they can't go against you right now. See, but really they're building up a plan. But if they go against you, most people may split away from them. So they don't go do it just yet. You may be too popular. You may be known. You may have brothers and sisters who care about you and listen and learn from you. So they won't go against you in the beginning because they don't want to show that, oh, hold on. Then everybody pull away from them. But they're they're building the case, brothers and sisters. And they'll always act like, well, I'm doing this for Christ. I just want people to have the right information. They'll never come in the true spirit. They'll claim that they're doing it because of Christ. Well, didn't Christ say he came to divide? This is the scripture they'll use, brothers and sisters. This is what they'll use. Continue, brother. Verse 16. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? See, you will know them by their fruits, brothers and sisters. See, if you don't have any fruit, then you're not a teacher. You're not a leader. You're you're learning. You're a student. And that's okay. We all have to be students at one time. I was a student. I'm still a student. If you don't have any fruit to show for your works... Right. If you don't have hundreds of hours of works that can be uh, that you can show in fruit to show for those works, you're not there yet. You're still learning and that's okay. But don't try to be a teacher because you don't have works. You can't just, you know, learn some stuff or watch some videos and then be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher now. Where are your works at, brother? Where are your works at, sister? So you must get your works together, which which is getting yourself together, sharing things with your brothers and sisters, doing your holy days. You get your works together where the Most High can trust you, and then He will He will put you in a position to be a leader. You don't have to try to make yourself a leader. The Most High will bring it to you, and then it will be organic. That way, it can't be destroyed because you got it from Christ. You got it from the Most High. That's how we must be, brothers and sisters. Fruit. Continue. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 17 or verse 16. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And you don't have to, if you have fruit, you don't have to promote your fruit. Your fruit speak for itself. Your work speak for itself. You don't need to be like, yeah, I did this and I did that and I did this. You don't got to do that. Your work will speak for itself. You just do the work and let it speak. The fruit will speak for itself. You don't need to go tell everybody what you've done. Let it speak for itself, brothers and sisters. 
Continue. Verse verse 20 or verse 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in the day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? See, so brothers and sisters, we all must do the work. Therefore, we can have fruit. We're working in the vineyard. That's what we that's what you're supposed to do. I personally have spent countless hours in the vineyard for the most high. And I'm not doing it because I want somebody to view me some type of way. I'm doing it for Christ. I'm doing it for the most high. I could really care not at all how somebody view me. The most high changed my life forever. I want to help change somebody else's life. We must all work in the vineyard, brothers and sisters. It's different for sisters. Their work is different. They may not be teaching an authority over men and all that. Charity is their greatest work. Teaching the young girls is their work. Teaching the children is their work. Facilitating truth to their families is their work. And fruit will come from that. Fruit will come from that, brothers and sisters. Uh, what scripture did you leave off on, brother? I just finished 21. Alright. Uh, can you read down to 23, please? Verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Savior, Savior, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, My Savior, my Savior, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. See? So just because, see, that's the thing, brothers and sisters. It's going to be some people who actually have the name of a higher. And they're going to be kept. See, everybody who have the name Ahia is not making it, brothers and sisters. Don't think that. Don't think that, brothers and sisters. A lot of those people with that name not going to make it because the intent of their heart is incorrect. It's incorrect because why? You telling somebody the name, they can't reject truth. <laughs> so there's no way that they can reject truth. But that don't mean that they're getting into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Uh, brother, what scripture did you leave off on? I just finished 23. 23. Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. We got three more scriptures after that. Second Corinthians 13 verse 5. Examine yourselves. Whether ye be in faith, prove your own selves. Uh, one second, brother. Let me, let me get there. I'm, I'm a little behind. Read that again, brother. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How that Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. See, so self-examination, brothers and sisters, is the first prim, uh, principle that will get you into the kingdom. This is the path, brothers and sisters. You can't be devoid of correct judgment. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Alright, continue. When it says reprobate, that means devoid of judgment. You cannot be corrected. That's what that means? Verse 6. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil. Not that we, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should... Do that which is honest, 
though we be as reprobates. Right. So, brothers and sisters, the first principle is examine oneself to see whether we're in the faith, not to go attack somebody else. Let's go to James 1 and 22, brother. James 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Right, so hearing and knowing the law is only one step, brothers and sisters. There must be self-application. There must be. Read that last scripture again, brother. Verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer... He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. So it's like a man looking into a mirror. Continue, brother. Verse 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. See, so he'll look at himself in the mirror and then he'll walk away and forget everything he saw. That's what this is saying. A hearer and not a doer of the law is a man who will view himself in the mirror. And as soon as he walk off, he forget he doing his hair again. He forgot what it looked like. He forgot. That's what the Bible said. Continue, brother. Verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Right. So if you're if you're if you're a, uh, a doer or if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're deceiving yourself. You look at yourself in the mirror. But once he walks away, he forgets. So you must be somebody who knows what's right and practices that same thing. Not just hearing it like the Pharisees. Continue, brother. Verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and brittleth or bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Right. So a brother who, listen, can't control his tongue, whatever his belief is, it's vain. No matter what it is, whatever his religion is, if he cannot bridle his tongue and control it against speaking out against brothers and sisters and attacking people and oppressing them and being judgmental, then his religion is rubbish. That's what the Bible is saying. Verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is, is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. So anybody who's dealing like that, brothers and sisters, whatever that brother or sister is teaching is worthless. Because he can't control his own mouth. How can you teach anybody anything if you can't even practice these principles? That's what this is saying. We're going to go to our last scripture, 2 Peter 1 and 1 through 11. We're going to, we're going to break down after this, brothers and sisters. Uh, excuse me, Second Peter. I'm sorry. Second Peter one verse one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Christ, according as his as his divine power hath hath given us. All things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Right. He called us, brothers and sisters. The Most High called each and every one of us. We didn't choose him. He chose us before the foundations of the world. 
See, in Christians, sometimes they say, well, I know my God. Hold on. The Most High called you, though. <laughs> so no matter who you learn from, brothers and sisters, whoever you learn from is a servant. And they were just a vessel being utilized by the Most High. That was Christ who called you. That wasn't another brother or another sister. He just used them as a vessel. Christ called you. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. See, so knowledge is not going to get you into the kingdom. You, you have to know how to utilize the knowledge, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 6. And to knowledge temperance. Temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. These are the things that you must abide in in order to make it into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Stay on this path right here. Verse 8. For if, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our crop. Our Lord Christ. See, so if you promote these acts, you will have fruit. There's no way you can have fruit. If you abide in these characteristics, you will have fruit. You will work in the vineyard. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Read that again, brother. Verse 10. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give the diligence to make your calling and election sure. To make your election sure. To, to, put, to make sure you get into the kingdom. Make sure it's concrete. These are the things you must do to make sure that your ticket is stamped. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Savior Christ. See, so if you do these things, you will get into the kingdom. The gate will be open. It will be abundant, everlasting kingdom. If you stay on this path, brothers and sisters, you must stay on this path. All of us, each and every one of us. Some of us been in the truth for 10 years. Some of us 20, 30, 40 years. After you get to a certain point, Knowing that you're an Israelite becomes old, okay? So don't, you know, don't try to, you know, just say, because I know I'm Israel, that that's going to get me through the kingdom. I'm so excited about that. When you've been in the truth, as long as some of us have been in the truth, that becomes old. So you have to stay on the path and follow after Christ, not follow after being an Israelite. Brothers and sisters. So today's lesson, brothers and sisters, was uh, the path or the road rarely travel. The road rarely travel. This is the path into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.
gotta make a choice. Devil's in my ear whispering sweet nothings. A man will fall for anything if he don't stand for something. That's why I'm thankful. Gave my life to this truth. Or how you woke me up. I ain't what I used to be. Eyes closed, now I see. Let my father reach out his hand and he grabbed me. Yeah.